0: Oh, you're not. You can't be. Oh, I'm safe. The Brighton Strangler. Will you uh, be needing me again, Your Worship? No, Albert. I won't need you until after Christmas. Thank you, sir. And uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, the same to you and many of them. Thank you.
1: Are you ready for this? Oh, yes. Can... to bury? <laughs> Yes, we Can... Herberry. Canterbury. <laughs> Canterbury? Canterbury? <laughs> For some reason, this word has relevance today. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to the Christmas special 2021 of all the best lines. And my oh, beautiful friend Smokey is here today Hello. with us. Hello, how are you?
2: I'm good, my friend. How are you? <laughs> oh, you seem God. You seem rather
1: giddy. Effervescent, my sir. I'm telling you what, I've been looking forward to this for like mm-hmm. weeks and weeks and weeks. I get to talk about the Brighton Strangler again, and it's not often I get to do that. Mm. Very often. So, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: well, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it kind of feels like your entire podcasting career may be built around it. But
1: I know I have so much to thank this terrible film for. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Someone said to me on Twitter, someone put a thing out on Twitter the other day saying, give me your most unlikely Christmas movies ever.
2: I saw that,
1: yeah. Yeah, I put The The Brighton Strangler, 1945. They sent me a message saying, that sounds very depressing. Like, Mm. no. Wait till you see it.
2: (laughs) No. You won't be depressed. as, As depressing movies go, this is not one of them. No, no I, I, I will agree with you on that. Yeah, uh, actually, now I think about it, we haven't really done a depressing film on this show. No, well, we won't
1: either, because, no. you know, you asked me to bring the films to the table, and I, I won't bring depressing <laughs> to the table. This will always be good old fun films. Yeah, 100%, because why would you want to wallow in grief? Yes, the world is sad enough. So let's talk about the Brighton Strangler from 1945. I can't believe that sentence just came out of my throat box.
2: Well, to be perfectly fair, you know we've got several listeners who uh, love everything that comes out of your throat. So you know you you're just keeping the you're keeping the punters happy.
1: Well, they wouldn't they wouldn't love my morning ablutions.
2: No,
1: (laughs) no. I I um, probably wouldn't either. I, I went to a meet-up, actually, two days ago, oh. and I can honestly tell you, Smokey, um, Doki, uh, Bernard, oh. that you are, that you have yes, many three. fans in the world from all over oh, the place. That's and very sweet. they were sorely sorry that you weren't there. I know. I wish I could have been. I wish
2: I could. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, it's it this just time of year, be. isn't it? Yeah. Next exactly. time.
1: Next but time. Next time. We're actually thinking about doing a meetup, aren't we? In the new year. Yes. Um, not just uh, me, but you and mm-hmm. uh, Ben and Kev as well. So that will be a bit of a House of Hammer crew. Maybe, yeah, a bit of a House of Hammer crew. Maybe a mm-hmm. film screening as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, more details to come.
2: Yes, yes, that is definitely something that is uh, that is forthcoming. Um, so let, let, let's just. Lay this out for the listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mentioned this on uh, on episode 14. This was my choice for you.
1: <laughs> I can't believe um, I didn't see this coming either as well. You were like, it's, you for the 15th. I've got some really special plan. And I was like, oh, what is it? What is it? I couldn't guess. I was thinking, an old film? That's a bit of a classic for some reason. I just can't seem to understand. What is it Gone with the Wind? No. What is it Castle like No. An and then all of a sudden, from the hat, you pulled the Brighton strangler and i, I can i can honestly tell you i've never been so happy
2: i know to hear that. Uh, well, I, I mean oh, yeah, look it, it was very evident on the last episode how happy yeah. you were about this i know
1: and the yeah. three pairs of pants i went through that night I know. My word, as as I
2: as I mentioned to our our uh, previous guest and and good friend Stacey uh, um, on Twitter the other day, that she said she couldn't wait for this episode, and I said neither
1: can Adam's trousers. So <clears> yeah, <throat> no, I uh, literally, I don't think I can spend any more trousers on this film. <laughs> <laughs> Spent uh, right, too uh, many uh, pairs.
2: I'm sorry, uh, listeners. If there's ever a tagline for a film any, ever, <laughs> it's, I can't spend any more trousers on this film.
1: I literally can't. It will bankrupt me. 10 out of 10,
2: <laughs> I can't spend any more trousers.
1: <laughs> no more trousers to be had. I will go through the world supply of trousers when nice. it comes to this film. Well, you're not
2: having mine. Not again.
1: <laughs> I, I, Smokey, you've been to my home. You know oh, I have right. like a... Six foot by four foot poster of this film, you, you do, proudly mate. emblazoning my living room wall. Um, I am obsessed with this film. I watch it probably at least twice a month. I would say wow. because it's one of those films that I put on and I'm I just I don't I don't care how bad it is. It's just it's so it's like the the Monty Burns um mm-hmm. word from the Simpsons. You know he says something is crapulent, mm-hmm. and it kind of describes. The thing as being terrible, but kind of joyful at the same time.
3: It's <laughs> the Brighton Strangler
1: from 1945 is the most crapulent film mm-hmm. I think you could ever watch. It's so bad.
2: Fair yeah, enough. It's, Fair it's enough. But it's, but yeah, before before, we, before we get work. into that, we we do have some uh, some pressing matters uh, to get to get into. It's a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the Brighton Strangler in all its glory, and we will. Um, oh, yeah. First off is. <laughs> And this is another one of those cases, uh, listeners, where I text Adam at ridiculous times of the day and go, "Oh, look, mate, we've charted in another country."
1: <laughs> can you can you remember I, I where it was those. this time? Um, is it Luxembourg, <laughs> Senegal, Senegal. <laughs> Please don't hate me, Senegal. By the way, it's lovely to no, no. here. Or less, no, no, they uh,
2: they they put us uh, in the top uh, uh, the top thirty of uh, TV and film uh, across their country, and the uh, our episode on Nightmare Alley was in the top forty, I think, if I remember correctly. So yeah, so thank you, uh, whoever it is in Senegal who's listening to us. <laughs> it's very sweet of them, you know. Thanks, but Senegal. I mu- yeah, exactly. But I must add though the the nightmare alley episode was fantastically received people really sort of got into that and uh, several people have watched it on the on the back of our recommendation as well
1: thanks you know yeah
2: it's it's very it's very very sweet um it's but adam i i, I ha- sweet. well exactly but um uh, i i have to tell you my friend that uh, the you know it, it, this is however you feel about it but um the streak thankfully has been broken and it started again we have listener emails. <laughs>
1: I don't know how yes. I feel about this yet. <laughs> you, you bro- like you broke the news to me an hour ago, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, an email? Oh, that's nice." And now, having had time to mull, I'm not sure. <laughs> we we but we I... have received two now. Mm. I,
2: I will be perfectly honest. One I'm going to read out in just a second, and it's a very mm. it's a very brief, short email, and it's all very nice. And then the other one. It's, again, very brief, very short, but it's all very nice. However, it also is a listener's suggestion for the film we are going to watch on episode 16. So, Ooh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. As long as they're not, like, weird. Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, I'll tell
2: you what. I'll read out the first one, and you can okay. tell me if it's weird or not. Okay. Uh, this is from Kevin. Uh, hello, Kevin. Kevin Moore? Uh, no, no. Kevin with a K. <laughs> he spells it properly. yeah um, <laughs> 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 okay okay so kevin says uh, uh, an apologies kevin you sent this a month ago but this is how long it's been since we recorded so i do apologize um but kevin says no he says i've uh i've taken a week off work to do some home decorating okay fair play kevin he says to give you an idea of how good i am i am to decorating what julian
1: clary is to ufc fighting <laughs> Well, we we just don't know yet. That's an unproven, like you know, quantity, isn't it?
2: Well, you know, he, he's he. That's what he says he is. So I'm going to take Kevin at his word. Um, well,
1: Kevin, you sound like a very colourful decorator.
2: I agree. Yeah, well said. And he says, uh, listening to your podcast <laughs> has got me through my darkest hours. Oh, that's very wow. sweet.
1: is that USC fighting decorating pun? Julian Clary, dark hours.
2: Saying nothing. Go. He, um, uh, where was I uh, yes yeah, got me through my darkest hours uh, example uh, dripping paint on the floor and every other possible object uh, and, he, and he just very kindly says cheers fellas so that was very sweet short and sweet as I said to you
1: you know what so, love you love you man what a great, what a great email I like emails like that. Mm. that that's a good email
2: it's nice isn't it yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, thank, you, thank you Kevin we really do appreciate that and as I said we, we have another email but I'm going to save it until after we talk about the Brighton Strangler because, as I said, it pertains to what we're going to be reviewing next. So I'll save that to to the end.
3: Okay. Um, but yeah.
2: But yeah. So anyone else out there? All the best lines at gmail.com Get in touch. And uh, if you wish to make Adam squirm, you can. If you wish to not, then fair enough. It's all right. Then please don't. Yeah. Please stop <laughs> making me squirm.
1: <laughs> don't like it. Anyway, um, uh, can I just ha- uh, quickly say as well, because I don't know when people sure. are going to be listening to this, but okay. Merry Christmas to you, wherever you are. Happy holidays. Um, happy Winterval or happy, you know, festive period, yep. whatever it is that you celebrate or don't celebrate. Mm-hmm. We just want to say a huge thank you for listening in 2021. And yeah. we hope you have the most marvellous 2022 from both of us.
2: I, I completely agree with you, my friend. This is... um. As we as we talk, we've talked about this before. is just that this has been a lovely, a lovely thing to do. When we had our uh, our year anniversary in the last episode, this has just been a a lovely escape and a wonderful thing to do. And you've introduced me to and and some of the listeners as well. Has introduced me to so many wonderful films and Portrait of Jenny, but never mind. Um, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Sadist. this We'll love that film. I'm that, sorry. That that <laughs> that comment that I just made was on behalf of Stacey. That was paid for by Stacey. And um, yeah, uh, no, it has. It's it's been absolutely wonderful. And and the uh, the friends and listeners we've made along the way has has made it all, all the all the best friends, I suppose, if you could say it that way. And, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, mm, um, yeah, and wonderful. We- it's been. yeah, and it also gave me a new nickname, the bad boy of Golden Age Hollywood. So there you go. You know. It's not bad, is it? Thank you,
1: that. Is, that is, is not bad.
2: <laughs> okay, should we should we should we dive into this, my friend? Um, Let's
1: do this thing because um, this, the Brighton Strangler is one of these films that's so bad, like I said. Okay. Um, but also is a Christmas film, which it is it is, is unbelievably fitting. Yeah. So for our fifteenth episode, what a great
2: choice. Thank you, do sir. But uh, before <laughs> we before we dive into the film. Right, let's let's just go through a couple of things. So, the Brighton Strangler has become synonymous with yourself and synonymous with Atta, Atta boy Clarence. It has, whether you like it or not. It has. So, oh, so God. let's just let's just get a couple of for the uninitiated, for the for people who don't know, how how were right. you first introduced to the Brighton Strangler? <laughs>
1: So I had the. <laughs> Sorry, hang on a minute. It's alright. <clears throat> okay, so basically, <laughs> <laughs> why am I known
3: for this film? Oh,
2: <laughs> try to be mental. <laughs> <laughs> <God>.
1: Actually, try to be mental. Oh, okay. So no, yeah. before I go all Joker on it. Um, so basically, um, I'm a massive fan of old Time Radio, and in yeah. the suspense. Uh, radio show they had a brief run of adapting movies that were suspense-ish for their suspense show what they did was yeah. they transferred these sorts and made half-hour radio players out of them and one of them had a title that just, instantly <laughs> just caught my mm-hmm. ear as it were, the Brighton Strangle I was like, wow, that's a good title for a radio play. And then I found out it was based on a film. I was like, What? I've taken a film called the Brighton and Strangler and turned into a thirty minute radio play. I have to see this film. And I searched for it for years, and you cannot find this film anywhere. Honestly. So um I in the end found a bootleg version, watched this film, and just thought, oh, My God, that is an absolute masterpiece of bad cinema. <laughs> So bad, it's so bad. Oh my god. So, um, I began my podcast Atta Boy Clarence in 2014. And the first episode I did, <clears throat> I didn't even review a movie in it, I was just like, Hey, this is a new podcast all about you know old movies and nothing radio. And here's a radio play called "The Customers Like Murder," and I didn't even like review a film. I played a radio play, and then yeah, the I went, "Hey, if you like more, then come back next week." <laughs> so the next episode, the first film I could think of to do <laughs> <laughs> was "The Bright Sunlight." Like, you know, I have to tell people about this film; it's so terrible. So episode two of Attaboy wow. Boy Clarence*, I reviewed "The Brighton Strangler," and I have to say, <clears throat> the review of that film i did i couldn't get through it without corpsing i was absolutely i remember losing my mind i was just just describing the events of the film mm. is so ridiculous you can't do it straight so I, I reviewed this film um and i just completely lost it probably mm-hmm. 15 times while i was trying to describe it yeah. <laughs> I can't even describe it.
2: <clears throat> well, this no. was this was the thing I was just going to add is that we became friends shortly after. Uh, yeah, that. yeah, we, yeah. Y- you may have been maybe half a dozen episodes in by the time we we uh, we met, and mm-hmm. um, and so of course it was it was it was kind of nice. It was all sort of like, oh good, I, uh, <laughs> I only have to listen to half a dozen episodes of his yeah, show yeah, to yeah. get to get a flavour. And yeah, and I, li- I remember listening to to that episode and just going, holy, f- is this guy? Nuts! Or <laughs> oh my god! Do you know what it, yeah. that, that was, is? Yeah. That Perfect is literally
1: my most downloaded episode on that mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. People recommend it now to this day on social media, and it's yeah. one of those things where someone has tried to review something but can't do it without just like you succumbing to the giggles so much. So the Brighton Strangler. I pick. I don't even know why. But I picked out a certain moment where he just looks at a poster and says, "Canterbury."
0: You want your bag, sir? Have you the ticket? Canterbury. Canterbury. Here
1: you are, sir. It's just yep. the way he says it. He says it so seriously. But because he's just picked out this one, going, Canterbury. Canterbury. It's yeah. just, I, I picked it out, and it became the show's catchphrase. And it kind of went a little bit viral. It was mm-hmm. very strange. And now, Canterbury has become the catchphrase associated with Attaboy Clarence. Canterbury. It's also become... Like the calling cards for this film, I am inextricably linked to the Brighton Strangler, and you I'm not mate. sorry about it at all. And no. <laughs> I'm it kind of represents everything that Attaboy Clarence was supposed to be about, which mm. is about rediscovering really terrible. That, you know, overlooked B mm-hmm. movies yeah and and pushing them out to people and going old movies aren't all about Goldman with the Wind and then it's not all about Citizen Kane and Casablanca. Casablanca there were yeah. hundreds of films coming about you know coming out at the time and some of them are terrible but they're gloriously terrible so let's um, rejoice in it well and the brightness that, strength that, I think that's epitomizes the part of this that more show than as well other. isn't it exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: you know if if it wasn't for uh, Boy Clarence, if it wasn't for all the best lines on the film club, whatever. Then I would have never have been introduced to the glory that is the Devil Doll, and so I will forever be thankful. Another for beauty. I have to it's, say. I mean, my word. That that I I I I will return to what we said at the time. I want a Blu-ray. I demand a Blu-ray of The <laughs> Devil too. Doll. Me too.
1: I want a Blu-ray of The Devil Doll. I want a Blu-ray yeah. of The Brighton Strangler. No one's done a nice DVD. There has been recently a, a nice foreign copy of The Brighton Strangler. Yes, we I talked own. about that in the last episode, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we need... <laughs> um, it's a terrible film. I'm not going to come out and say that this is the greatest film of all time. But to me, it is my Citizen Kane. It is my It holds vertigo. a special place. It is the film that I, I, as I said to Smokey, I watch this film at least twice a month because it, it is so gloriously terrible and you will either get it or you will not get it. But mm-hmm. it is unrateable to me. It is like, it's like, <laughs> it's like the taste of apple pie. You can't really quantify it. You just know you like it and okay. and i just like it right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's all right that's fair exactly. enough um yeah.
2: let me let me ask something else so um as you briefly mentioned just earlier um you have that massive poster of this in your living room i've seen it i have been in its presence um mm. did you buy that for yourself or was that a
1: present it was a gift from my family because they know oh.
3: how much I like it so
2: much. That's very I'm incredibly
1: embarrassed about it. People walk into my home and they go, What? You have a picture mm-hmm. of the Boston Strangler on your wall? No, excuse no. me. This is 1945's The Brighton Strangler. <laughs> There's something about the fact that it's British, you know, it's what it's supposed to be. Although every single location shot is clearly California, it mm-hmm. contains possibly the worst lead performance. Of all time in John Loder, it has a story that is nowhere near coherent. It contains scenes of exposition that are mind-bogglingly bad. But something about it, because it's so short and so terrible, just makes me—I marvel at the fact that it was ever made. And that is the Brighton (laughs) Strangler.
2: Although, I I may have to disagree with you slightly (laughs) there, though, mate, is that um, we saw a performance that rivals John Loder for terribleness when we reviewed The Dark Road for House of Hammer. Do you remember that that guy, um, Stanley Thurston, the the criminal who they got to act in his own film?
1: (laughs) I do. I think Um, that was worse. Possibly, but Stanley Thurston was not an actor. If you remember, he was um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> just a bloke. They pulled off the street and said, would you like to be in a film? John Loder yeah. was supposed to be an actor. In fact, he yeah. was married to Hedy Lamarr at the time. He was like yeah. doing respectable things. You know, he was a big star. <laughs> And yet and you the watch worst him and listen to go, how?
2: <laughs> and the worst thing is, in the film, he's actually playing an actor.
1: I know, it's
2: even worse. <laughs> uh,
1: John, there's a beautiful scene in The Brighton's about halfway through, where he has to lay in bed and literally like play delirious. And mm-hmm. his dreams are something like, you know, he's dreaming about strangling someone he's led there. Yes. And he just does the thing where his head goes side to side and he says, it's Strangle. Strangle. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
3: tough. Oh,
1: oh I god. It. It's but I watch it I, and I I'm just I'm so happy whenever I watch it because it's so bad.
0: You're the next one.
1: I'll strangle you.
0: I must kill you. I kill the man. I must kill you. you ruined my life. I'll make you suffer. I've waited years for this moment. Years, and I've hated every minute of them. You'll never escape. I've waited too long i hate you i hate you mr gray mr gray what is it what you want sorry to wake you but you were having a dilly of a nightmare talking in your sleep Uh, talking what did i say what did you hear what do you mean by coming into my room But, Mr. Gray, you told me to call you before I went downstairs. Why, yes, of course I did. Forgive me for being so rude. I didn't realize what I was saying. It must be the after effects of a nightmare. Do you mind telling me just what did I say in my sleep? Most of it was unintelligible. All I remember is some remark about waiting years and hating someone.
2: Crazy the things we dream up in our sleep, aren't they?
0: Yes, they are. Silly even to talk about them it is, it is.
2: <laughs> i i i've got to be honest i i, I rewatched this uh, i it was a month or so ago because after we well after i decided that we were going to do this and then i uh, i rewatched it again today and it's it's what is it S- uh, 67 minutes long isn't it uh-huh and yeah. and and i was watching this i was watching this today going all right i i get it i do i do get why adam feels the way he does about it because it's it's nonsensical, it's very silly. Mm-hmm. Um there are some wonderful, wonderful lines in it that oh, it's, just, it's, ripe. it's just a joy. I think the word
1: is ripe. <laughs>
2: ripe. Okay, fair deuce, fair ripe. News. However, however, I would like to add something here. Um mm-hmm. is that um you you, you mentioned about uh, about John Loder being the way he is and uh, his acting ability. Um mm-hmm. however yeah, the, the, the rest of the cast aren't exactly on the top of their game are they
1: nope <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a film with not one good performance <laughs> <laughs> it isn't that beautiful in such a strange way <laughs> oh my god I love this film so much no, Actually, I can't I, even. I, I,
2: God, I, 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 want to give someone credit, and uh, and, <coughs> I, and I can't. I, I, don't know his name. So who, who is the guy who runs the, uh, the, the theatre that the, that he he works oh, for?
1: That's guilt. That's um, uh, Rex Evans. The, the. Right. You mean the guy who who says you know that's my this, the play I want. <laughs> Rex yes, Evans, uh,
2: yeah. he he's good. Is he? Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: is he? <laughs> I, I, well, personally, I will give him credit. Shall we, shall we do a brief uh, run through of the plot for people who don't know? The oh, plot, stuff, yeah, does. sure. <laughs> so, oh, I'm so happy. My word. So, John Loder is Reginald Parker. <laughs> he, he is uh, quote unquote an actor in a play <laughs> called the called the Brighton Strangler.
1: Let me just say quickly,
2: the oh, play god. looks terrible. <laughs> it looks so. <laughs> shit. Oh my god, that's
1: so bad. Oh, I mean, the film opens on, I, on the I, end I, of the play. Oh.
2: I, yeah, I'm I've, i I've, I've just no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I loved. I love this opening. It is f- brilliant. Sorry, Andy, it's so good. Is that they open with? With with, with uh, The climax with the of the play. The climax yeah. of the play. Yeah. And and you sat there and you're going, This is so hammy, what the hell? And then you go, Oh, it's a stage play, <laughs> the curtain drops and all this. Because you won't get to see the new year and all this. And, oh, and oh, by the way.
1: You'll go the, out with the old one.
2: <laughs> that's it. And and also right. On in the stage play, the Brighton hmm. Stranglers a uh, decision on how to escape the police oh, is to this run is what through I love this. them. Yeah. Is to run through them while they have guns.
1: I know, right? To, so he has. There's two policemen away. stood either side of him, and they have yeah. guns pointing at him. And he thinks the best option is to kind of walk jog through them both, and yeah. he gets shot. And then mm-hmm. the policeman says, "Just the you know the most beautiful ending line." for a play and a man's <laughs> life, you know. Well, that's the end of the Brighton Strangler. <laughs> and the curtain comes down and everyone applauds, And you go, ooh, it was a play. It's yeah. incredible. Oh, it's, Sh-
2: Shakespeare, eat your heart out. <laughs> yeah,
1: my God. And then, you know, there's rapturous applause. It, it, rapturous so much that uh, Mr. Rex Evans, who Smoky just mentioned does this little thing where he opens the door of the dressing room, shuts it, and waits a second as if to go, eh, hey. yeah. <laughs> and opens it again, and they're still applauding. And he goes, see, they're applauding. People yeah, love listen this Listen to play. them. Listen to them. Yeah, God, I would applaud children, as well if I'd just seen acting of such a calibre. Children of the night. <laughs> <laughs> What street music.
2: <laughs> it's
1: so terrible. And then you get the horrible exposition um, sequence which uh, i i is just it's uh, i can't even imagine someone sitting down and typing those words on the paper and not being embarrassed with the the state of their life when they are doing <laughs> so it's like so bad uh, it basically turns out that uh reginald parker has decided to quit the London Hmm. production of The Brighton Strangler, and marry his sweetheart, who is uh, Dorothy, who's played by Rose Hobart. She's the playwright that's written this film, uh, this play, sorry. Um, And he wants to do more serious stuff. He doesn't want to play, you know, a crappy part like The Brighton Strangler anymore. And she says, well, let's get married and they're they're in love, et cetera. Anyway, she goes off to Canterbury. (laughs) Canterbury. To uh, wait for him. And he stays out the rum, which finishes on Christmas Eve. And um, he finishes it. And as he's leaving the theatre, um, the, the Germans decide to uh, blitz London mm-hmm. and drop a bomb on the theatre. That's unlucky, isn't it? Yeah. It is, isn't it? Because it knocks <laughs> him on the head. Well, <laughs> the not Right, him okay. On
2: the head. I I have got I've got to interject there right. So yeah, please, two yeah. things two two things happen in very quick succession. One is that the theater gets bombed, okay, fair mm-hmm. enough it's wartime, no problem. And secondly, he gets knocked out by a falling plank of wood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the explosion is brilliant. I mean the, the, maybe actually that's the where best you could
1: see where all the budget went. And the budget I was, was just probably say. 15 pounds. 15 yeah, pounds, I but would
2: that's say. where all yep. the budget went. The explosion happens, he gets knocked off his feet. It's awesome, it looks brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And it then, does, unfortunately, yeah. some of them then unfortunately drops a pa- papier mache log on his head, <laughs> and it was just all like, Oh,
1: come on! <laughs> I like the way that the log, the, the, the bean thing, falls on his head and bounces <laughs> off him. And then a couple of seconds later, he kind of reacts to it. He goes, he goes Dunk on his head, and then he goes, Uh. <laughs> uh, uh. It's so delayed. It takes, takes
2: a little bit of a swoony dizzy spell and then collapses
1: <clears throat> Then he performs what I described in my original oh. review as the triangular walk, which is basically when you if you walk in a triangle, like you put one one leg there and you put one leg there and you one and then you go back a bit and then <laughs> you walk in a triangle shape <laughs> around the streets of London. Well, you know, well, yeah, people are going, you're all right, sir. Yeah, I'm all right. It just repeats the last line. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but he it, goes. But, I to, mean,
2: so did, 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 let's just point this out. Is this brilliant. is the basic premise, right? Is that mm. yeah? So he's an actor. He's playing the Brighton Strangler. Yes, he gets he's been bombs playing bombs the Brighton the Strangler
1: for a long time. That's that's quite important yes. because he's been playing he, he, Edward Gray, the Brighton Strangler, for he, a couple of years, and he wants to leave the part basically. Yes, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah he he basically admits that he's strangled three hundred uh, times on stage basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so he has been doing it for a while, and uh, so yeah. So the basic plot is is that yeah he gets his bonk on the head. When he wakes up, he is the Brighton Strangler. He is Gray. He is yeah. And um, he
1: he just doesn't remember being Reginald yeah. Parker. So because exactly. he spent so much time inhabiting the character of Edward Gray, yeah. he suddenly believes he's Edward Gray. And all he finds is in his, in his ticket, uh, in his pocket, is a ticket, uh, a tra- mm-hmm. saying I need to go to is um, it King's Cross station or you know, whatever station it is.
2: El Railway Station,
1: yeah. Yeah, so he goes to the <laughs> railway station believing that something there is for him uh, mm-hmm. when in reality he was supposed to go to Canterbury to meet his uh, fiance. When um uh, he goes to the railway station and suddenly finds a compulsion within him to go to Brighton. Because in the play, <laughs> The Brighton Strangler, um Edward Grey was a wronged, Criminal, I think, sent Mm -hmm. to prison by uh, the chief constable and the Lord Mayor of Brighton who conspired against him. Mm -hmm. Um, So he goes to Brighton and strangles them both and then uh, uh, is shot in the end of the play. (laughs) So so basically, he decides that he's in the play, basically. He's Edward Mm -hmm. Grey. So he's going to go to Brighton and kill the Lord Mayor (laughs) and the chief inspector, which is that's basically the plot. Yeah. Um, can we
2: can, can I ask few, you, right? I mean mm. obviously obviously your your well, <laughs> the film and your famous line of Canterbury. I watched as I said, I watched it today and I was paying close attention. Do you think that line is adr It doesn't sound like I, it's coming from his mouth.
1: It's supernatural, isn't it, Smokey, let's be it's honest. I mean I don't weird. think it would have been. I think I think the fact that it's been picked up and used so much on my podcast and mm. other places makes it seem like it's ADR. But yes. I don't know. It's now just when such I hear a hear it, weird
2: inflection that...
1: he uses on it. Mm, Canterbury. Yeah. It's very strange. It's um, yeah. I, I, I see it now and I go, wow, that sounds strange. Canterbury. But I yeah. don't know if it's because I've made it sound strange or
2: not. Maybe, maybe. Know. But I mean, it's I, I I was watching it and just going, and, and I rewound it as well, and I was just sort of like, that does not like it. It does not appear to be coming out of his vocal cords.
1: Canterbury. No, it doesn't appear to be coming out of a human being. Well, yeah, mm. <laughs> and a <and, and>, <laughs> film has proved that it hasn't.
2: <laughs>
1: Poor old John Loder. Old John Loder. he's—he uh, doesn't deserve your sympathy, smoking. Okay. He's you're f- <laughs> bawling. <laughs>
2: I've only—I've
1: only—I've only, I've
2: only seen him in two films, so I haven't got very much to go on. So, w- what
1: films? What films?
2: Well, this one, and then. Oh. Um, Oh, a dishonoured lady. I've seen that as well.
1: <laughs> He's terrible in that as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let let, let me ask you. I, I I don't know if you know, but um, the director that uh, Max Nosek, Nosek? is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Did he do anything else?
1: Um, Max Nosek. I don't. He doesn't spring to mind. I know that Hugh Gray, who wrote it, was. Mm-hmm. I think a Labour MP, really, at the time, and yeah, and just oh, wow. decided to become a writer and co-wrote this film with Max Nossek. Um, the film was produced by Sid Rogel, who was ah, Val, nice. Val Luton's major adversary at RKO Studios.
2: I remember. Um, I remember. Let's let's not talk about <laughs> um, politicians and creating fiction, shall we? After this week, that's probably not the good way to go, is it?
1: No, maybe not. <laughs> yeah my word Um, Max Nosek what else did he direct Uh, nothing really sort of stands out in his career Dillinger from 1945 is a pretty good film Uh, he directed Black Beauty in 1946 nothing really outstanding apart from this film I would say this is his (laughs) crowning crowning achievement although to be fair to be
2: fair though mate the, the film doesn't look bad <laughs> you know, we're, we're going, we're, it doesn't
1: good one <laughs> no, it doesn't um,
2: look bad
1: i i hast, i hasten to recommend this film to people but it is one of my favorite films of all time is but this I, in I your top 10 top three i would say Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. but um it's it's uh completely personal to me and i don't i when when we get to our ratings later <clears throat> I don't expect you to follow me into the rabbit hole, I would say. So I'm completely uh, prepared for you to say, you know, this is a very low score. I don't, um, there's something about the storytelling and the way this film looks, the terrible acting and the terrible, terrible, god-awful story that I just watch with like a fascinated awe it's more of a fascinated awe than, a, than an enjoyable experience. But I watched it yesterday three times, I think. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> I, watched it, I watched it probably five times last week. It's kind of comfort food to me. It's very odd. I can't explain my appeal to this. I've do probably you, seen it more than any other film. Like I know every single line, every single scene. Wow. I've seen this film more times than any other film in my life. Absolutely, I've seen it more times than it's a wonderful lie. I should have named my podcast Canterbury <laughs> instead of Atwood Clarence because I, I I've I've seen don't the think Brighten it would have Strangler. been as popular. <laughs>
2: <laughs> people, people would have just been really confused. Yeah, um, people would have, right. So, yeah. so I tell you what, right? I, I gave someone who I thought gave a good performance. Is there someone in this that you think gives a good performance?
1: Um, I think Miles Mander comes close to giving a good performance, but I think he's kind of phony it in. He plays the chief inspector. Yep. Okay. Uh, so you know, so let- every everything's hammy. You have to you have to appreciate that in a B movie that's sixty seven minutes from RKO at this this sort of time, there's nothing but ham. People aren't trying to win Oscars. So I no. think people are just turning up and and, and sort the of doing their bit. Yeah, taking the money and off to the bar afterwards, so I don't, I don't, I don't think everyone, anyone was kind of giving a performance for the ages, especially John Load. <laughs> he kind uh, of yeah. had inadvertently. Okay. Um.
2: So, what about the um the reaction at the time? How did this film do?
1: Well, this film was a uh, second feature to Val Lewton's, uh The Body Snatcher, which so was, this was a B movie. This was a B movie. Well, it's very <laughs> strange because. RKO had a real problem with Val Luton at the time. Um, Charles Kerner, the boss of I RKO, I think I've heard that somewhere Luton. before. Yeah, I don't know where. <laughs> um, but the uh, Jack Gross, who was the b division boss at the time, was trying to bury Luton like crazy. So he yeah. saddled the body snatcher with the Brighton Strangler, which was TBS-TBS. Um, oh, yeah. And in some theatres, the Brighton Strangler was the A-picture. and in some. Well, I'm guessing in uh, this country... <laughs> I hope so. Um, in some theatres, uh, The Body Snatcher was the the, the B-picture. So they kind of swapped and changed. So this film was not set up for success. It was set mm-hmm. up to be part of a program of films that happened on a night for any theatre. So it was okay. never intended to be like a big thing. But Archeo did a very strange thing. They gave the rights, the audio rights to suspense, which was a hugely uh... popular radio series at the time, Mm -hmm. uh, founded by Alfred Hitchcock, uh, which presented sort of 30-minute to 60-minute suspense plays to the comfort of your home every week. And um, suspense did, I have to say, an incredible job of transferring this terrible, terrible story to um, (laughs) radio. They invented a love plot between... June Dupre's character and Reginald Parker, which is not in the film at all. but which well, they no, just because completely, it be. No, it shouldn't be, right. No. But also, I remember in my original review, I talked about the fact that he walks down the street and says, you know, what time is it to, to, to people? Oh, like, yeah. And, you know, he would kind of repeat these things back. And my brain was playing tricks on me at the time because that doesn't happen in the film, but it happens no, no. in the radio play. So I kind yeah. of mixed them up. Anyway... The radio play is thirty minutes long. It's a completely different take on the story, but equally as terrible and enjoyable. Um, <laughs> and it, it kind of made the Brighton Strangler even more popular than the Body Snatcher, which was, you know, wow. a big like a prestige piece almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So poor old Val Luton, but um, good old John Loader
2: <laughs> was oh, uh, was God. John Loader in the radio play as well?
1: He was, yeah, and June Dupre. Yeah, they, they, they both re- reprise their roles for this 30-minute version. And the radio play is kind of... It's like a wacky, acid version of this. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's got less I, time. He's got less time to do it <laughs> You know how I've seen this film more times than I've seen any other film? I think I've yes. probably seen this one. It's easily four figures now I've seen this film wow. so many times. Like, because I'll just put dinner on it and, you know, I'll I'll watch it three times while I'm making a roast dinner or something. But, um, (laughs) because I just love it. I just love it on the (laughs) back of comfort food. But the radio play, I think I've probably heard, oh my God, I couldn't tell you how many times I've put The Brighton Strangler by Suspense on and gone to sleep. It's incredible. Yeah. No no film or story more identifies with Adam Roach than The Brighton. Strangler. I'm sorry to say. No, and I love I, here, you so look, much for bringing. it Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> look. I'm just saying. You know, if uh, if any of the listeners were uh, ever wondering or curious on how to get into the psyche of Adam Roach, then this is this is the way to do it.
1: Yeah. You know? If you watch the Brighton Strangler and you don't get it, then I'm mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> you won't be friends with me ever. No. No. Uh,
2: it's, it's, it's lucky I get it, isn't it? <laughs> or, or the show's over.
1: Oh, my God. If someone comes up to me and says, you know what? I love the Brighton Strangler. I literally, I will marry them on the spot.
2: I love the Brighton Strangler.
1: I will marry you on the spot.
2: As if people it's would me. believe that we are married already. So, fine.
1: Smokey, honestly, happy Christmas to you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Love you for bringing the Brighton Strangler.
2: It's my absolute pleasure, mate. We're, we're not done yet. We're not done. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. So anyway, yeah. So right, there's a fundamental problem with this film. Well, there's several. Oh, one. There's, there's, one. <laughs> there's one that's that's huge. Right. So mm-hmm. um, he goes to to Brighton uh, mm. to, as you say, to find the mayor and to find the police chief that he wants to kill. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the Brighton Strangler does not exist. It is a character in a play.
3: Mm.
2: So he kills two people and then suddenly <laughs> suddenly the Brighton Strangler is a thing. Which it isn't, because no one has ever called uh, anyone the Brighton Strangler apart from in the context of a play. So towards towards the end of the film, they're going, "Oh my God, you're the Brighton Strangler!" It's like, no, 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 no. He's a bloke who's killed people. He just happened to be in in Brighton. (laughs) In Brighton, yeah. It's just coincidence, that's all Oh, that's yeah. so bad yeah, that, that She says it at the end She goes, oh my god, he's the Brighton Strangler It's like, <laughs> nope Do you remember our first meeting?
0: Yes, Victoria Station By the ticket office You thought it was pure chance, didn't you? But it wasn't No, the moment I heard you ask for your ticket to Brighton You became a vital part of my plan You know what happened to his worship, the mayor of Brighton? He was strangled So was the chief inspector, wasn't he? What are you talking about, Mr. Gray? You see, you know as well as I do who killed those two gentlemen. Not you. Don't pretend that all along you didn't suspect. No. No, I didn't. You couldn't be... Go on, say it. The Brighton Strangler. And you are the only person who knows it.
2: He's really not. He he is a brain damaged actor who has <laughs> got on a train
1: and just happened to kill a couple of people. <laughs> oh my! I didn't ever think he's a brain damaged actor who would elicit such a hilarious response. Oh my god! I feel so terrible.
3: <clears throat>
1: oh uh, am god. I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. No, no, not at all. <laughs> this this film I love because it stars all of the refugees from the Sherlock Holmes series. You have Miles Mandel, yeah, who played about that, yeah. you know, Conover in Pearl of Death, and you have Ian Wolfe, who played in yeah, um, Scarlet Claw, and literally every yes. sort of B movie from RKO. You have just the most beautiful. Uh, Matthew Bolton, who played um, the inspector in The Woman in Green. There's just so many beautiful... Uh, B players in this film every single person in this film you watch them and they're like a warm hug in this film <laughs> it's just a shame it's such a barrel of shit. I'm yeah, <laughs> just, like, I watched them wandering around and saying their lines to each other and it, oh my god it's I just love this film there are, there I can't are, there, I can't
2: there are certain it. scenes in this where mm. it's in fact, there's a lot of scenes in this that is so <laughs> obvious that they're either reading off a cue card, or mm-hmm. there's a there's a you know there's a someone's put a piece of paper on the floor, and yeah. and it's so it's so stilted, and it's so wooden, and um, I mean it almost it, actually it did at one point I can't remember the bit damn it I meant to write it down and I forgot um where there are they uh, whoever is saying a line is waiting for a reaction from someone it's like a kids nativity play when they go oh but um and then there's an ellipsis there's three dots in the script oh but i and they're waiting for a response and it doesn't happen until several seconds later and it's like (laughs) oh come on you're better than this or or at least the editor is better than that but no apparently not
1: it doesn't hang together at at all as well 20 minutes in You've got your, you've had a murder already. You're twenty minutes in, and yep. all of this story has happened. You know he's been knocked on the head. He's gone to Brighton. He's, he, he's murdered the Lord Mayor. He's wandering around. He's befriended. You know mm-hmm. April, and he's he's stood. <laughs> and you're like, God, Jesus. This film moves at such a pace. He's at a mm-hmm. Christmas party, having murdered the Lord Mayor, having yep. gotten amnesia. Yep, having you know, um. Left his fiancee, who's wondering what's happening, and we're only like fourteen minutes into the film. This is what I love about old films: they <laughs> just don't, you know, how they, they just do time. not, they don't around at all. It's just like you are straight in there, and they give you the most preposterous.
2: <laughs> you, we, we should point um, out that I mean, it, I mean, the, the whole premise of the rest of the film. Once he gets to Brighton. Mm, mm is based on fortuitous happenstance. So um, yeah. it's it's like it's basically he gets there because he followed uh, her onto the train and and then he's invited to their house because he has yep. nowhere to go. And it's oh, like hang Christmas on you don't know well. who this man is. You don't. And so but <laughs> we're going to invite you to our house anyway.
1: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. That Christmas party <laughs> as well, I have to say is just it's just, oh, God, the, the acting on John Loder is just incredible. He he kind of like, he's like, Good King last walked out. And he's waving his pipe as if he's like some sort of like, the director that Max Nostick has said, can you pretend you're conducting a, like an orchestra? You know, good mm-hmm. King Wenceslas walked out. And then, you know, it finishes and he, he does this thing. He puts the pipe in his teeth and he clenches his mouth like this. Mm-hmm. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's look, look it looks like someone said to an alien, okay, this is how a human behaves. <laughs> Try and mimic it. <laughs> and <he> goes, <laughs> 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 it's the most bizarre thing you've ever seen.
2: There's oh, a there's a wonderful shot a bit later in the film when mm. he walks uh is there? from uh, <laughs> sorry is there? <laughs> I don't know. There is, but he, but okay. he, he has a cigarette. He, he's smoking a cigarette, and he walks off screen onto screen, and, mm. and he's forcing every ounce of his energy into blowing smoke. <laughs> do you know the way I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And and it was, he was trying to look menacing, and it was like, <laughs> n- n- no, that's not how you do it. Oh my god, it's just I a loved peach. It. <laughs> I I, I must admit, I burst out laughing when I saw that bit. I thought it was fantastic.
1: Do you know what? As as much as this film wants to be a sadistic kind of, you know, thrilling joyride about, you know, the darkness of men and
3: stuff like that,
1: it's an absolute masterpiece of terrible cinema. Um, I don't think it could ever be anything more. I have to say, we we need to talk about how the the story resolves because it ends up mimicking... um, (laughs) The only piece of invention in the whole script is that the resolution of the film ends up mimicking uh, the the stage play, which we saw in the opening scene, Mm. whereby uh, the Brighton Strangler uh, takes the girl... Who has stumbled onto his secret to a rooftop garden mm-hmm. and uh, reveals his secret? Yeah. In the play, the the police shoot him because he, he unwisely chooses to jog past them while they're holding guns. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, how am I supposed to get through this part? I don't know how <laughs>
2: I'm supposed to get through this oh, oh, Smokey,
1: you might need to help me. It, oh, oh, dear. Okay. You but me help or are you good? <laughs> well, can you just describe in one sentence what happens okay. to the real Brian Strickland?
2: <laughs> What, uh, what, okay, right. Yeah. Well, he, as you say, mm. he unveils his dastardly plan. Yeah. And, and and she she is very kind of nonplussed and but also right as I said, fundamental problem number one. She goes, "Oh my God, you're the Brighton Strangler!" It's like, "No, he's not. There is no such thing as the Brighton Strangler," <laughs> which is just ridiculous. But uh, yeah, so she's obviously. Sh- herself, because she's scared, because she thinks she Mm. might die, and Mm. a little callback to um, our House of Hammer, is that he gets intimidated off the roof. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I love about this film. The climax (laughs) is that he walks off a roof and (laughs)
1: dies.
2: (laughs) Which, apparently... Because we we've spent like the, well however many episodes now thirteen episodes on uh, on House of Hammer in the in the thirties and the forties and so many people get intimidated <sighs> off roofs. It's, who knew it was a thing? Like, Wouldn't you be intimidated in
1: to go down the stairs? I just don't understand okay. how so many people walk to their deaths from having like from peer pressure. I
2: just don't understand. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: but 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 this this does give birth to the to the wonderful line of "Don't shoot! Applaud! Applaud!"
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I don't think I can take any more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: To <laughs> the police for you, that <laughs> And if you haven't seen this, I must recommend you you do wholeheartedly. But yeah, the police oh, have got their guns drawn against the "quote unquote" Brighton Strangler, and and yeah, and she just straight away. The screenwriter goes, no, no, "Don't, don't shoot,
1: don't shoot a blood, a blood." <laughs> so they start clapping. He imagines he's in the play and he's yep. taking a bow and takes a oh. step back and walks off the roof. Smashes yep. to pieces on the floor downstairs. It's, it's, it's oh. so wonderful. It's so he wonderful. He walks off a roof oh. to his death. Um, he, does. he does. It's incredible. But I'm, what, what I'm,
2: a, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to to press you, though, um, uh, this entire wonderful 67 minutes. Um, <laughs> what What is your favourite scene of the film? Because I'm guessing mine is going to be different than yours.
1: My favourite scene of the film? I really... I really dig the part where he's lying in bed um, and he's dreaming and he yep. keeps saying, strangle, I must strangle you.
2: Yeah. I, I, I love the fact that in that scene, the American uh, GI is, is outside <laughs> yeah. the, the room. Who's the worst actor of all
1: time, I have to say. He's not great. He's and, even and, worse he's than John Loder.
2: Yeah, but he but he's listening to all this going on and then he comes into the room. He hears every single word that uh, that he says. And mm. and then he says, "Well, w- what did I say while I was asleep?" And he goes, "Oh, I don't know. I couldn't understand half of it." It was like he was speaking incredibly <laughs> incredibly clearly. You, yeah, I think you
1: could. It's the clarity with which he keeps saying <laughs> <laughs> I must strangle you. <laughs> I've never had a dream where I say anything other than or yeah. <laughs> I don't ever you, say you I must talk
2: strangle in your sleep. You do you. Legitimately, talk in your sleep. You do not talk as clearly as he does. Let's put it thank that you. way. Thank you. Thank yeah.
1: you. Thank you. I don't think strangle, 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 I must strangle you has no. that been part of my dream vocabulary. <laughs> no. What's your no. favorite scene? I.
2: I, I, I will come to that in just a second. I was just reminded, uh, reminded of something I heard on a podcast the other day, which was that um uh, a bloke woke up, woke up in the morning and, uh, and his wife was really angry with him. And he says, why why are you angry with me? And she says, you were talking in your sleep. And he says, oh, really? What did I say? And she just said, it's the worst thing you could ever say during your sleep. And he said, well, what what did I say? And she just said, all you said was, I have many secrets. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. that was
1: all he said did he then say strangle no (laughs) not strangle
2: (laughs) can you you imagine waking up next to your missus after you said that you'd be in the doghouse for days can Mm. you imagine anyway there we go no my favourite scene my favourite scene is when uh, the, the Brighton Strangler he meets he meets up with the um, with the mayor in his garden, and, uh, and it's <laughs> That's and a
1: beach of a scene, isn't it? It's
2: it's, it's so wonderful, and it's blowing a gale. The snow is incredible, <laughs> and bearing in mind that the Brighton Strangler is hid behind a tree, and the mayor walks up, he then. Surprises him and just, and the mayor's reaction is just sort of like, oh, hello, uh, do, do you want to come in and chat? It's like, no, this surreptitious man has been in the darkness, in the snow, and he's now coming to cause you harm. But oh, would you like to come inside and have a chat about it? Oh, it's
1: wonderful. Oh, what a it's soul- brilliant.
0: May I also wish his worship a Merry Christmas? Why, well, certainly you may. Who is it? Don't you remember me? I'm sorry, but I'm afraid I don't. What is it you want? I'm Edward Gray. Doesn't that name bring back memories? Not whatever. And in any case, it's much too wild and snowy out here for guessing games. Not so fast. Just try and remember when you were a barrister defending a client named Edward Gray. I was never a barrister in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't you? Well, I'm going to refresh your memory. I say, why not come inside? And we can have a chat, and perhaps we can straighten things out, eh? No, we'll
1: talk here. Come on. But what is it? Um, I also like the Christmas oh. party. I also like the bit where, you know, he's in the cinema about to strangle the <laughs> chief constable, but then sees a report on the news for it, and then does this thing where his face goes, <gasps> Realization! <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> it's, it's so it's bad. Yeah. Oh, God. And, and, and two other things I'd love to point out as well. One is the flimsy. Flimsiness of the Brighton Strangler's strangulation cord. It's the thinnest <laughs> material ever. Okay? Yeah. It's like a couple of millimeters thin. So okay, fair enough. But also is that his his quote unquote murder gloves, uh your granny's gardening gloves that she uses to prune her f- bushes. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: this is Abby. this is devil oh. this is devil doll level terrible. Uh, do you know what I will say there is one scene in this film which I think is Ooh. actually pretty uh pretty pretty great in terms of suspense cinema which is when um the uh sergeant walks into the room after he's killed the chief, chief constable. Oh yes. And yeah. the sergeant walks into the room and says hi I'm here to see the chief constable and the angle which is shot is um Made is that the chief constable is in a high back chair having been strangled and is slumped down in the chair. Um, John Loder is stood in front of the chair having just strangled the chief constable. Mm -hmm. But the sergeant is stood behind the chair and can't see the body. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he says, you know, I'm here to uh, borrow a record kind of thing. And and John Loder's like, well, he's not here. You'll have to come back later. He's like, well, um, if I could just give you this record, perhaps you could put it back. You realise that the, the sergeant who's come in is blind. Mm-hmm. But you don't you don't realize it until a few moments in. and You're like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's very clever because at the you, you kind of for for a couple of seconds thinking, oh, shit, all he's got to do is look over the seat and see the body, and he's done for. But then all of a sudden you realize he's blind, and that John Loder's kind of gotten away with it. I agree. It's, there's it,
2: a, there's a kind of um, rope slash dilemma murder dilemma going on there a little. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. It's it, 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 it's nicely kind of done.
1: It's nicely done. Yeah. It's, it's one of the only mo- moments of invention in the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, n- I'm not by any way saying this elevates the score because it does not. But um, it's one of the, it's one of the moments where you go, ooh, "Hang on a minute, Ooh, I'm not sure what's going to happen in this scene." Uh, and oh, <laughs> everything else, you're just like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" And you say, so kind of face palming yourself. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, br- it's, it's a masterpiece of bad cinema. I can't it really is. Really yeah. it. Anyway, um sorry. Uh,
2: uh, uh, the, the biggest downside, though, I mean, you've now got a problem with, like, sort of noise and just general sort of audio discomfort. And the scenes mm-hmm. where the dog is going, ape. Hey, it was just sort of like, oh, come on. It was just like, just stop that dog <laughs> from barking, will you?
1: Sp- Smokey, you're not seriously going to say that, hang on guys, this is a perfect film apart from the dog <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> exactly. I'm not expecting you to give this a perfect score. You don't have to make excuses now and, and try and blame it on certain scenes with dogs. Just just seriously give it a zero. <laughs> I'd be mean, completely fine. I will not hate you at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this
2: is great. But I just, yeah, I mean, I... I, I don't think there's any there's any further we can delve into this, into this masterpiece, but um, yeah, what a film! What a film!
1: It, it's I mean, it's that, it's quite something. Uh, it's it's the most yeah. unexpected holiday classic of all time. I would say, if you're a patron of mine, it's available in the classic movie library. That's where I watched it. Please have at it because you will not regret watching this thing on Christmas Eve. It's a beautiful Christmas Eve. It's a masterpiece of bad cinema.
2: Can you yeah, um, um do, yeah. do you have the um facility to see how many times it's been viewed since you put it in the library?
1: I do. Yes, let me have a look. I'd just be very curious to to see how many times. Let me just have a look for you. Okay. Do you want to say anything while I'm doing this? Okay.
2: Well, so yeah. there we go. That was the Brighton Strangler, and it, it was a hell of a lot of fun. This was my. This was my. Oh God, how many times?
1: No, no, no. I haven't got to it yet. Sorry. Just, okay. just, every time you say Sorry. the word "the Brighton Strangler," go, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little frisson of excitement. I, I love that people are still talking about this film. I love that people weren't talking about this film and are now talking about this film. That's what I'm, yeah. I'm very most proud of. I think I'm more, well. more proud of the fact that people are watching the Brighton Strangler now than uh, anything else I've ever done. Yes, it's, that's yeah, awesome. it's off. That's awesome. Bullets and blood and Val Luton. All I care about <laughs> is that people are watching the Brighton Strangler. You know, 80 years after yep. it was released. So please yeah, go
2: ahead. yeah. Adam, Adam, Adam doesn't give a shit about anything else. So... <laughs> 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 no, nope. And I and I saw him. <laughs> I can see his face now, and he he means it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, as I said, I wanted to make this special. I mean, I should point out is that I I have already thought of what's uh, what's going to be my choice for episode thirty as well. So uh, you're going to love that, hopefully, just as much. So, uh, <laughs> oh, but we will get there. But that was the the, the Brighton Strangler, and uh, well, and what a joy it is! It's uh, yeah, it's a it's a very uh, unique experience. I think of uh, of bad cinema. So we should probably uh, come onto some ratings on it. Do you, do you want me to go first or would you like to go first, my friend?
1: The Brighton Strangler has been viewed 18,000 times in the classic <gasps> movie library. Yeah. So 18,000. Uh, 18,000 because I, I only have a um, thousand, uh, well, currently 1,050 patrons. So that means oh, wow. that someone out there loves it or some people out there love it or basically past patrons have loved it
2: well i'm um, uh I'm, yeah. I'm two of those views if that if that helps
1: you it's been there a very long time i have to say it's been there a few years so um, perhaps that's still uh, that's impressive yes very impressive my, my <laughs> word my yes.
2: word so are you going to give us your rating my friend
1: oh it's a 10 i mean it's a, it's a 50 <laughs> for me i'm sorry surprise
2: surprise i
1: can't i can't fault this film at all in terms of um it's appeal to me because it will never 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 be a film i will not want to watch i, I watch it regularly but i completely understand that it's personal to me and i don't expect you to follow suit at all i don't expect to anyone to follow suit it's the most appalling film ever made um but i love it yeah. it's like watching a Fair video enough, of right? your of your kids. Uh, doing a nativity play, you don't expect people to come and go. Oh, wow, that's the most definitive nativity play I've ever seen. You just um, you you watch it for the crapulence. Fair enough. Many times. Fair enough.
2: Fair enough. I I think I I mean I know where you're coming from. I mean you know we've watched so many different films now over the fifteen episodes. We've gone we from. Yeah, we we've, we've gone from thriller to comedy to western to musical even. Holy crap, mm-hmm. we did a musical. Mm-hmm. And um you watched the musical. Yeah, yeah. We did. We did. And uh, you know, and then we we had uh, two fixes of Joan Blondell to pick me up, so that was good. And it always does lift me up. But um anyway. <laughs> no, look, I mean this is a hell of a lot of fun. It's 67 <laughs> minutes of nonsensical wonderfulness. And uh and I, and I can't give it a bad rating because it's not a bad film. It's not a bad film.
1: It's, it's a not. terrible film. It's not a it's bad not. film at all. It's an no. appalling film.
2: <laughs> it's, it's highly enjoyable. It goes along at a decent pace. It's got its problems. The performances are shocking. It's got its, its so problems.
1: Understatement of the century. I, but yeah,
2: I, so, I, I saw a, a review uh, uh, online I honestly, I don't think it was anyone uh, special. Who, but whoever wrote it was a um, message. A uh, message was a massive fan of uh, June Dupré, and okay. and they said this was her finest performance ever. And I was like, um, wow. are you sure? Really? Wow, wow." Yeah. She
1: did not get many good performances then. Fair <laughs> but
2: um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I and we we talked about this in the last episode. I I I I, I can't. Give this a bad rating. I, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I love. I like this film. It's a good film. It's highly enjoyable. It, it. It. I. As I said, the 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 copy was was pristine. The performances are shocking, and um, and it's just it's just so much fun. It's this gets an eight for me.
1: Cool. That's good. It's yeah. it's not a film you can watch and say <clears throat> this is the greatest film of all time unless you're of a certain mindset. I think, which is why I. We'll always give it you know, 50 out of 10. For some reason, <laughs> it just clicks like crazy with everything I love about films, which is I want them to be terrible in some way, but I want them to glorify in that terribleness. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> if you enjoy yeah. it, if you enjoy uh, people trying their best but failing for 67 minutes, then you mm-hmm. will love The Brighton Stratton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's the best review I can view.
2: I mean, that 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 really does uh, explain your uh, your very very high rating of meet simon jerry so but we won't go there so because you were so wrong but never mind um, <laughs> i love simon jerry i know that. you do mate but celia <laughs> was so much better but there we go right so <laughs> we're cross-pollinating now right Ooh, before yeah. before we leave my friend mm. uh, we have the second email to go to tell me yeah, I shall. And uh, uh, bless this person for what they put in the subject heading. Remember I said a couple of episodes ago that um, if you put something in the, the email uh, subject line of you know either a klaxon or an wooger, uh, this person has put email, 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 all in capitals. And so it was like, good, that's going to grab my attention. And it did. <laughs> it so thank you. And so we are returning to our old good friend. Which is Buckaroo Bonnie. Ah. So, good old yes. Buckaroo Bonnie. <clears throat> yes. And uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Buckaroo Bonnie, she says, uh, she says, well, I can't let you go too long without any emails. So here I am. She says, somehow I have never seen Nightmare Alley. Oh, dear. Hmm. She says, I was so confused when you first announced it, but I had it confused with this. And she's put a screenshot of a film called Damnation Alley, which was from okay. 1977. So, yeah, she got it a little bit confused. Uh, she says, I was very pleasantly surprised to hear your discussion and will absolutely be checking out the glorious Joan Blondell <laughs> and Tyrone Power. Oscar and Rally, now Joan Blondell Yeah. Oh, s***. Yes. Uh, well, t- she's just worthy of everything. So, there you go. Um, And so, here we go. She says, may I make a suggestion for a future episode? And I haven't... uh, I was going to reply to her email, and I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to do it on the show. So, for episode 16, uh, let me just pull it up. You've seen everything, so you'll have seen this. So, uh, we're going to 1943, Mm -hmm. and we are going with... Right, I wonder... Let me just... uh, I'm going to throw out a few things here and see if you can guess it. Right. So the director is George Stevens, okay. um, starring Gene Arthur, Joel McRae, Charles Coburn, Richard Richard Gray. Uh, sorry, Richard Gaines. Sorry, G- sorry, <clears throat> sorry. Gene Arthur, Joel McRae, yep. Mm-hmm. Charles Coburn, Richard Gaines.
1: Give me. Oh, oh, is it the Devil? The
2: yeah. Miss Jones. No, No, it is from 1943. We are going to be watching The More The Merrier.
1: The More The Merrier, okay. Um, Mm. I was thrown by the uh, Gene Arthur and uh, Charles Coburn connection. But The More The Merrier, Uh, okay, great. Yeah, apparently it
2: was remade with Cary Grant,
1: so I'm reading. I have seen The More The Merrier. I can't instantly bring it to mind, because um, my mind is currently sizzling beneath 16 layers of... Dry martinis, (laughs) which which is what it took to get me to watch The Brighton Strangler. There it is, mate.
2: Um, uh, uh, Buckaroo Bonnie finishes the email with love, love, love listening to you both. Mm. So that's very sweet. Thank you, Buckaroo Bonnie. So that's what we're going to be doing next time. Bless your heart. More the merrier. More the merrier from 1943. Okay,
1: great. And may I just quickly say before we have to leave, um, mm-hmm. That we wish you a very merry Christmas. We do. Thank you for listening to all the best lines throughout 2021, and hopefully you'll stay with us through 2022. Yes,
2: yes, absolutely. Yes, we've got a, uh, a lot more films to come, and we have uh, other guests who are uh, coming on to join us as well. Yeah, so, what's they uh, coming to? We do, yeah, yeah. We need to. Uh, I need to actually start getting in contact with people who've uh, <laughs> who've uh, expressed yeah. their desire to come on the show. So I need to uh, get my ass in gear and do that. But, uh, but there we go, my friend.
1: Uh, that was a hell of a lot of fun. And may I just quickly say, Merry Christmas mm-hmm. to you, Smoky. I love you very much.
2: Oh, well, thank you, sir. I uh, I, I extend the uh, the, the same uh, good wishes to yourself and to your family, and I hope you have a, a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful New Year. And to all our listeners as well, and thank you to everyone who's guested and uh, interacted with us and online or in person. It's just, yeah, it's absolutely lovely. This has been an absolute joy to do for the last 13, 14 months. It's been wonderful. Mm, really has. Yeah. Well, you're closing us out,
1: my friend. All the best. Lions. Wrong. All the best? <laughs> Lines? Oh,
2: f-. All right, fine, do it again. Do it All again. All the best? Canterbury.
1: Canterbury! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get that. <laughs> I did eventually.
2: If there's ever a tagline for a film any ever, it's I can't spend any more trousers on this film.
1: I literally can't. It will bankrupt me.
2: 10 out of 10, I can't spend any more trousers.
1: No more trousers to be had. I will go through the world supply of trousers when nice. it comes to this
2: film. Well, you're not having mine. Not again. <laughs>
3: can bury